Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hey, hey, talking about Gray, Jim Gray, Jim Jell, Gray Slide, Jim Gray, Fifty Shades of Gray, another episode of Believe in Skateboarding. This is your host, Jim Gray, who always starts with a stupid question. I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? I am Clayton Grawl, a skateboarder, uh, DIY enthusiast. Yeah, so Clayton, uh, I've just seen Clayton around town for the last 10 or 15 years. I think when we got to know each other around different events and stuff, and come to realize that Clayton just loves DIY. And has been building DIY spots everywhere. As far as I'm concerned, he's the king of DIY right now because I, I don't think I know anybody else who's built as many different DIY spots. Um, so I guess a good start is, I guess, first tell us about you. Like, where'd you grow up? When did you start skateboarding? Uh, grew up, I, I call Portland home, but I've been here much longer than I was ever in Portland. Uh, Portland, Oregon. Were you in Portland during a heavy skate season of Portland? I mean, with uh, yeah, there, yeah, all yeah. That stuff? It was, okay. Well, I mean, I left just about a year after. If you guys hear a rumbling going on, because there's dogs who haven't settled down yet. Yeah, good dogs. Okay, uh, come sit down. Yeah, it was, it was the late 80s, early 90s, so skateboarding was pretty... I don't know, it was really prevalent. Was raging in... Uh, yeah, there was demos, there was Yeah, I started contests. actually skateboards in 91, and that was definitely, yeah. I know, it was very strong up in the yeah, Portland really cool. and, the and Seattle area. Rebel Skates and Cal Skates. We had our own little, like, battle in Portland between skate shops. Yeah, as it was as classic. Should. I liked But them. everyone went to both skate shops. And they so. were both cool. I yeah. liked them. I, it's kind of funny. I've done stuff with both of them. Yeah. So, uh, but Rebel Skates was the, the my home, because uh, my sister knew Jay all the guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, this guy along the hometown heroes, Danny Sargent, was part yeah. of that. So you found so you found skateboarding in Portland. 
street skating, bowl skating, everything. I mean, Portland has a pretty vast. Um, yeah, I was. I I'd be a street skater. Um, the the Rebel Skates guys took me to Eugene once to skate a ramp, and I that was the first time I ever even saw one. Um, you know, I just I was like pumping back and forth on the flat while they're dropping in and catching airs and kind of blew my mind. I yeah. didn't even know that was... So that just watching what was happening, you're like, I've never yeah. seen this before? Yeah, so I tried was... to get on it a little bit. They encouraged me. But still, uh, not a lot of... I kind of, you know, there's just access is what you need. Do you think to... part of your DIY spirit started in Portland because they were so early DIY? Um, I think it's... I, I would love to say yes, but I didn't... I didn't really connect the dots back then. I wasn't, you know, Burnside was coming, but I was I was doing my own thing, and it wasn't. I saw some guys out here actually that really fired me up. The um, the uh, Old Star crew in like Venice area, they built a little spot, and that that's when I realized, oh, these are just some guys doing this with their hands. Yeah, they're raw. You know, they're way, So one day light bulb went off, like yeah. going, hey, you know, I, I yeah. can I can create things. Yeah. places I mean you've created so what's your most uh, I mean we'll get into lots of places you've done let's talk about what, what, what's the most fun or just standout thing that you built like especially even just like an obstacle I know you've done a lot I of mean, just obstacles you did one off like was it off Hollywood Boulevard or something like that or where was it yeah right off Melrose Melrose okay yeah that was crazy I was bummed yeah. I never got to go skate yeah. it a it's, random quarter pipe on a sidewalk in the middle of freaking LA we've done uh, I've done three on Melrose like wow. they tear them out and I put a new one in uh, and they finally got hip to it, and they, they put concrete down in the big dirt patch where I kept putting things. Oh, so it was in the, oh, okay, so they, the, the they, spots where there were some uh, yeah. empty spaces. Yeah. Um, I think the most fun one was during COVID. Me and one, just me and one guy, we decided to build up against these Jersey barriers in, um, on the border of North Hollywood and Burbank. And the Jersey barrier was already elevated up on a blacktop bank. It was about a foot tall. So it was a real natural... It's like, hey, we should just patch that little gap between the blacktop and the Jersey barrier. And then um, we're not, like I was saying earlier, you know, like big, big ramps aren't really my thing. So a Jersey barrier is pretty, you know, get a rock and roll in there. I feel pretty good. Or scratcher, front or backside. Um, so we built some quarter pipes in front of the Jersey barrier. <laughs> Hang on, we got to pause this for a second. Our yeah. dogs need to calm down here. Okay, we're back. All right. I had to keep the dogs calm. So you're going to hear a lot of clinging and danging and paws in the carpet today. So so uh, <clears throat> we had these jersey barriers propped up on blacktop. We patched them in, and then we built quarter pipes in front of them that were about half the height. Uh, and we used this parking curbs for coping. And we just kind of expanded that. And it's one of the few times I never really told anyone about spots I built. Because usually, like you say, they're, why wouldn't I tell somebody about the quarter pipe in the middle of Melrose? It's not a secret. But this was uh, this was our only escape, and it was COVID. It was high COVID. Um, Let's talk about that protocol: the yeah. what to tell, what not to tell. I feel fortunate because I'm pretty much on the insider guy, so I'll ask, and I'm not going to necessarily tell anyone where something is until I know it's okay. And I've been yeah. to plenty of little, you know, uh, your last one, the the pea side, and there was, you know. Uh, what was the other one? Bird, bird side, or whatever like that. Oh yeah. Did you work on that one too? No, that oh, was yeah, that, that was, was Trish, and that was another yeah, good one. Yeah, that was. That one was fun too. No, just don't. Stop. I try, you know, just I try to just experience them all. Yeah, you know what I mean, I try to at least get a session in or two because I don't get out as much as I can. I work a lot. I, you know, I'm not as young as I used yeah. to be. I can't go everywhere. I mean, so I, I'm curious how that factors into your life. Is you how old are you? I am 51. 51. Yeah, I'm 60, and I don't know how that factors into how much time you can get out <laughs> building and skating these yeah. places in between living life and working. And 
it's well building doesn't improve your skating i, I can vouch for that <laughs> but but i thank you for that yeah, you're welcome yeah i've i've um i don't know i generally if i built it i i just i tend to tell people where it is if yeah. i haven't built it i people hit me up i say it's not mine to give like sorry you know i don't i'm not gonna well i consider that a crown you know jewel of the whole thing you build it you 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 i i think whoever built it deserves the respect for me not to go tell a bunch of people yeah you know and if i ever do tell people i only tell people that i know that we're pretty chill and are super diehard skaters not like just some randoms who want to go ride everything on earth right. and you know they'll come there with a party and their 12 pack and yeah. you know and how hoot and howl and you know <laughs> i even asked permission i asked uh there's that new double stack Jersey barrier that's someplace in East you know, LA or Compton. I, I know. I found out where that was, yeah. and it was kind of a bummer. I didn't have time the other day, but I was driving somewhere nearby, and I was trying to remember who was it who told me specifically, so I could look up my notes and remember what yeah. corners it was on. And cause I just wanted if I could get one grind on it, I'd be go. There we go. I got a grind oh, on it. It's, it's really good. You know, yeah. So I, I figured out who did it, and uh, then people thought it was mine, my build. And people asked me where it was, and I asked him, and he said, no, no, please don't. He's like, thanks for asking. Yeah, don't don't blow that out. I'm trying yeah. to film a part, and we're using that. That was built for a specific trick. It was built for a trick. That's yeah. funny. So, um, my God. Hey, dogs, could you calm down? We're trying to record a Beanie. podcast here. I'm going to take your little bell off. Why don't you guys man? just, uh, like, okay. cuddle together? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'll tend to do if I know whose spot it is, and... Uh, the P-Side thing, we actually were able to fund P-Side. We tried something new. We were like, hey, a donation for location. Oh, there you go. And that, uh, I think everyone should run that personally. I agree. That's that's yeah. fair. I mean, yeah. you know, that's freaking five bucks, man. It just all adds yeah. up to a bag of concrete, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, five bucks is pretty much a bag. So. Yeah. Is that what a bag of concrete costs? Yeah. Now? Okay, yeah. so let's P-Side. I mean, people can still find that online, P-Side. There's, there's an Instagram page yeah. um, so they can look and see what that was. How many bags of concrete do you think were used there? Wow, we used, I mean, I think there was over 30 in just that big quarter pipe on the back wall right there. The favorite thing. Yeah, that was great. Um, and I'm sorry I, you know, yeah. posted your footage slamming on that several times because it was very iconic footage. I post that. Like, yeah. It's, it made my edit too. It'll probably make I'm the edit of this it. podcast where yeah. I put together, I would do a little promotional piece. I'm sure I'll throw that in there because yeah. it's just so... Uh, I think my, my knee has stopped swelling from that. Yeah, it looks, looks about better. It's got maybe just a half inch wide. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Skateboarding, if you're going you're gonna to pay, you are going to play. You're going to play, you're going to pay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, all right, yeah, you guys need to calm down because we're, we're trying yeah. to have a conversation. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot there. There was build days I wasn't there, but it's just that, just the long quarter pipe that was there. That must, I mean, I think they got about $1,600 in donations, and when it was torn up, we transferred about just under $600 back to the Urban Skate Project, yeah. so that's $1,000 worth of concrete. To hold on to for future, yeah, for future stuff, future yeah. Stuff, and that's, yeah. That, that's you, right? Yeah. Urban Skate Project? Okay, yeah. that's also an Instagram page, right? Yeah. Urban Skate Project, yeah. yeah it's, it's, um, 
you know, it's hard. It's really not weird to say. Like, we're sitting here. I know you. I know what you do. But I have to, like, recall the names. Because oh. there's so many things that come up anymore with social media world that we live in. I Sometimes I feel like it's too much. And, like, it's pushing information out to get new information in. And I can't retain it Well, it was it Jake Jeffries who has the, you know, bronze side in his backyard. And right there, I think yeah. he posted a spot I asked about. And I was looking for it when I was in L.A. And I, was, I could not remember. Because you can't find his name on Instagram oh, under no. his name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and, you know... Even though if you type in Jim Gray, Gray slides my in my tag, but Jim Gray will come up. Yeah. But a lot of people just don't use their name at all. I know. And it's they're, frustrating. They're I think they think, frustrating. well, you should know if you know. And I go, yeah, but you know what? I know freaking 10,000 people. I can't remember. It's, yeah, it's tough, too. Plus, like, I don't want to call a guy, um, you know, fish sword when I see him or something silly, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, no, and people do. It is yeah. kind of funny sometimes where people don't always realize that... You know, I've got thousands of friends on Instagram, and, 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 and you know, I was a pro skateboarder. I may have been a low-level low pro skateboarder. It doesn't matter. Tony Hawk might have a million followers, but I still have 20,000 and 20,000 random people that you don't yeah. know. You can't remember their name, what they look like. Right. It's like, exactly. yeah, I follow you on Instagram? You're like, rad. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Uh, but And I do appreciate it because that's what makes the whole thing go around. You dogs are going to drive us crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's what kind of makes the world all tie together. Um, but as far as remembering, uh, especially a screen name, yeah, you know, that used to irritate me about bulletin boards. Oh yeah, too. people would like, people would like, hey, if you're gonna say fuck you, uh, you fat old washed up skater like that, at least I'm not hiding in my basement, right? You know what I mean? I'll yeah. tell you who I am right yeah. here and there. It's like, yeah. yeah. So I used to get irritated about that. It's yeah. like slap message boards and stuff. I had an old uh, random motorcycle message board, and it was like no rules, no hold bars. It got pretty gnarly. So I really got some thick skin. And I well, you figure out those keyboard warriors are willing to like, so many people could be the biggest coward on earth. Oh, yeah. And then they get them behind a keyboard and they're like so macho and so big oh, mouth yeah. and, you know, but yeah, post their name and location and yeah. they probably uh, change their tune yeah. super quick. There's a couple, couple key things. You want to argue online. You can't bring up more than one topic because yeah, no, it's tough. they'll just well, pick let's one. See, so let's talk about why we want to do this. For something, we want to talk about skate, skate parks. Skate skateboarding. Oh, this, I mean, the this. Urban Skate Project is awesome because you go around and build DIY spots, primarily Southern California. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll volunteer anywhere. Um, I mean, I I've been lucky enough to travel to FDR, to Portland, you know, for some uh, Burnside work. Um, Channel Street, it's real local. Uh, down to uh, um, uh, Memphis. And I mean, all over, just to awesome. volunteer. Like, if somebody, hey, hey, we're doing a big pour and they invite me out, and I tell my wife, she says, You want to go? I'm going. You yeah. know what I mean? So, as a skater, you yeah. I mean, your stuff is you get to skate it. I'm bummed when I see stuff that comes and goes and I don't ever yeah. get to skate it. So, there's, there's stuff that sometimes the volunteer work, like, there's a spot in Cuba I built that I haven't gone back to skate uh -huh. yet. You uh -huh. know, like, I, it's, we got so pushed back on our timeline in the week I was out there that. Did you ever see the DIY in, in Atlanta that Thomas Taylor built? When it was like in a stadium around the stadium, no, it, was, it was under the freeway bridge. And when they had a big fire under the freeway oh, bridge, oh, it got Thomas, exposed. Yeah, Thomas yes. Taylor, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he passed away yeah. six months ago oh, or God, a year ago. It's such a bummer because he was such a, a key figure of the Atlanta skate scene. But yeah, he built like a 15,000 square foot skate park. And he would have guys from, like, say, Grindline would be building something an hour away. Yeah. When they were done with the project, they'd come drop off all the rebar, leftover, car, whatever so they good. had. And it just kept accumulating stuff. So only the very first couple hundred square feet kind of had that original OG lumpy feeling yeah. Yeah. and the rest of it was like 
Jesus Christ, you think California Skate Parks is out here with the whole crew building yeah. this <laughs> <butter Hey>. sweet, <laughs> uh, That's Beanie's big move. Yeah, so Thomas built the, it, to me, it was the most incredible DIY I've ever been. I mean, I've been to Burnside. Yeah. Uh, I skated uh, Washington Street, San Pedro. Um, I'm trying to think. I it, it looked amazing. Had the FDR tree. looks incredible. Had like a tree with a V. Some guys are going through the, the tree. Oh, there was, was like insane, insane stuff, and it was super buttery. I have some yeah. footage from it, and I, again, I never really yeah. shared where it was. I think I put Tim Buck too when I was there I, because last thing I wanted to ever do was blow a DIY spot. Right. Uh, I think I recall, I was stoked to see your footage there. That was a time of silence for that spot. Yeah, because it was, uh, I mean, Thomas drove me down there and like pulled a shovel out of his car and yelled at some homeless guy who was just walking near. He goes, hey, don't you fucking touch anything around here. I mean, he was like a, a Gestapo <laughs> about protecting that spot. And um, yeah. and it was, but it was incredible. Unfortunately, what happened is there was a bunch of other stuff that got stored under there. And, and Thomas felt pretty confident about it. His mom like worked a lot with the transportation department at state and knew the laws and rules. It was on this like transportation department yeah. property, and they, for the most part, could care less what was going on down there. Um, but unfortunately, some people like were doing like a fire, homeless and like that. And they caught a bunch of plastic tubing on fire. And it started a huge fire, and it yeah. melted the supports of a freeway overpass. And literally, it was one of their major freeways in Atlanta collapsed yeah. in a section, like 200 yards away from the, where the skate park was. So suddenly, it's on the news being highlighted, like you know, they found this on this unknown yeah. skate park. It's like this massive structure under That's there huge. was not like a quarter pipe or a Jersey barrier. It was like, oh my God, it was a full skate park. I remember so, those new clips. Yeah, they were like discovered, and then yeah, you get the. You know, the the news reporters are getting their glory. Oh, yeah, well, they Meanwhile, sure. they don't realize that we're yeah, so losing. They, they our... blew it out, so it was only you know a month later there was jackhammers yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. It was Meanwhile, torn out, it so. cost, cost um, the whole. So, but here's the rad thing: yeah. you built this stuff that, whether it gets skated for a month or a year or years, um, it's just you're keeping the stoke flowing. That's what makes me happy about. It. That's where my respect comes from. It's like, wow, dude. I mean, you guys. I mean. I admit where I fit in. I've got all this stuff going on. I'm super busy, live, crazy. I find out about it. I find whenever I can find time. I went to, to Peaceside once yeah. or twice. I can't remember. Maybe only once. Yeah. You know, but I'm so glad I got it because now I at least get to experience it. I got to hang out with the crew. I, I saw who built it. Um, saw the joy that was coming out. Maybe I only experienced it once, but yeah. I got to see the crew. And there was a crew there. There that was, was cool. a big crew. There yeah. was a big crew. I mean, it was like a family, a little yeah. family posse. That's the sad thing when it gets torn out as yeah. where does the family go next. Well, as long as that one was only like a month old, so we didn't get we didn't get to like we didn't buy curtains for the house yeah. or anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, what but, are you, what are you working on now? Um, the viaduct, which is downtown First and Mission Street, um, and just this morning I got a text and there's Grant Taylor skating it, oh, Trasher cool. at it, and it's like on their Instagram right now. Oh, how rad! And I just like trying to drive down here for an hour and a half and not. So because my podcast always la la lag, this is um, August 8th, yeah. so go back and look on Thrasher's feed. Yeah. Is it a post or is it a story? It's a post. A post, a all right. Post. So August, August 8th, go check out the post for the latest uh, yeah. DIY. So that's, um, uh, that's a fun one because that's, uh, I, I, I do, I call it feel-free DIY, which is hollow underneath, and it's pretty thin, two and a half inches thick to three inches thick, and that's kind of the stuff I was putting on Melrose, but I was building it. In my driveway and then getting a U-Haul and transporting it. Well, the one on Melrose is suspended, kind of. Like, yeah. That thing was that rad. Thing was, I wanted so bad to just go do a freaking pivot yeah. on that thing. That thing was super fun. Um, but so we, we moved that. We lifted it. It was all dry and everything, and we installed it. 
So, uh, many, many moons ago, some guys, when I first started doing this stuff, I think my spot, I had a spot in Culver City, got tore out. These guys were like, oh, we know some spots, we'll show you. And they showed me all these different spots around LA, and they actually showed me this first street, this little alley next to the, to the, the bridge there. And, uh, you know, 10 years later, I'm like, hey, that'd be a good spot to pour some concrete. Well, so, so let's talk about that, because I yeah. think, you know, the reality is, I mean, you're here because I dig what you do. I think DIY's rad. But the best influencer, best thing we can have by spreading a podcast is telling people what you've done that you find to be the easiest way to get a DIY going and the play. You know what I mean? Like, like how do you right. pick a location? How do you guess... You know, is there some that tend to work better than others as far as people not finding out about them or leaving them be? You know, are there any rules people should look for if they're out looking for a spot in their neighborhood somewhere in, in Kokomo, Indiana, they want to build a spot? Uh, well, I mean, in the cities, you basically look for the spot that's been overrun by junkies because they're really good at finding places where you're left alone. Uh, yeah. So... Because being neglected yeah. by the city and... Uh, and that also works in your favor once the police start coming around and go, oh, a bunch of skaters here today. What are they doing? Oh, they're working? Yeah, the, and, oh, they'll, wait, and they'll keep the junkies wait, uh, and where's the bay. where's the giant pile of, of garbage and all the needles that were here? Oh, they're all swept up and it's gone? Um, that's, that's, I mean, that's that's the Burnside blueprint right there. Yeah. And that's... Clean it the holds, area up. Yeah, it holds, it holds true to this day. Um, you know, I don't know. Well, activity, activity yeah. keeps bad stuff yeah. away. If right? I was in a really small town in Indiana, I would just, I would hike off the trail. I would just go far enough that no one can see you, yeah. but you can still, you know, get your concrete down there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't build it. Usually public land rather than private land. Yeah, yeah. Private people catch on quicker. Yeah. You know, go find some power line roads and go start digging a bowl or something like, um, that's what, yeah. So. That's kind of what I look for, um, unless you're just going to install it and you don't care that it gets torn out eventually, then that's that's another... Well, obviously you bit. do enough of it now at this point, that's also, you, you, have, a, you have a multi-faceted conquest here, yeah. right? You like yeah. you throw something in, you know it's going to be gone in two days, you do some stuff you're hoping you're going to skate for a month. Yeah, some stuff you just want to go forever and it seems like it will and then one mistake will cost you a spot. It's... Uh, it's it's delicate and uh to get something like channel street is like a diamond in the rough you gotta it's not gonna, yeah that was a that took a lot of yeah. work i think it's a lot of, yeah, i know i know treasure island up in san francisco yeah. took a lot of work to just get that thing uh lower bobs is pretty right. amazing i've skated that again all these things i've skated once yeah if you really want yeah. to stay you, you gotta be sure you're not on private property you probably need a non-profit uh in your name or you know in some kind of skate entity's name because the city or the town is not going to give Clayton Grawl land no. ever. Yeah. But, oh, the Urban Skate Project, they can lease that land for a dollar a year or whatever, um, you know, if it came to that. But then again... If and ultimately, that's the goal. Yeah. Hoping it'll come to that somewhere. Yeah. Someone will allow you to do it. Sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of numb to the destruction. So it's, it's, like, like, it's just a rebel culture now, you think? I think so. I think it is. Uh, to, I mean... Everyone wants to destroy. It's build and destroy. Yeah, build and well, build and it will be destroyed. I mean, we don't want lower bobs to go away. I'd like that to become legit. Yeah. You know. And what's the status it, on that? Do you know? Are they fighting for that or? I don't think I there's. Mean, I mean, the area is kind of building out. I mean, I've been again. Yeah, I was only there once, but there's the end of a street. They right have now huge parties kind of, once a year. Um, and, yeah. 
you think if something's gonna blow your spot, that would do it. So they keep. I mean, I, I hope that as long on. as the locals leave the, there's enough distance between where it's at and the actual houses. As long as the guys aren't parking there and partying at their cars in front yeah. of people's houses and. Uh, and sadly, unfortunately, skaters are the biggest blowouts for their own spots. Oh, yeah, we're our own worst enemies. It only sure. takes 2% of the population if they like yeah. think that they can be loud and obnoxious yeah. wherever they are. Well, unfortunately, that costs yeah. everybody. There's a famous, infamous maybe, Ben Rayborn, maybe a foot plant on a burning tree at, uh, um, oh, what's the spot up in, it was Bakersfield, it was a... Uh, Kernside, Kernside oh, had a nice pocket, that one. yeah, and it had this palm tree in it, and you know, they lit it on fire for they, effect. Yeah, and then, you know, you ask Benjamin, the guy who built it, about it, and he was super bummed. He's like, "Man, you can see a fire at night here for like miles away. It's the biggest like way to blow our spot, man." Yeah, I mean, so, it's kind of sad. I mean, we actually had a local skater here who died. Um, knew him. He was a nice enough kid, but you know, he drank too much did some baths of whatever like that he yeah. passed away and his friends were sad in mornings so they took our local sorry, our actual skate park and they they went and had a party and tagged the whole park up yeah um and then tw 20 cop cars responded from like five different cities because when they came and said you can't do this these people were like acting like they had the right to do it yes because their friend died yeah god i had so many people get mad at me like who the hell does he think you're at? One, the guy who fought for a thousand hours to get the park built in the first place. Right. And then I see you guys over there trying to paint a mural in there, knowing my city's never going to tolerate that. Right. So they show up and you're thinking like, but we have the right to mourn our friends. Like what? So if, you're, if your aunt reads books, you can break the windows of the library? Mm -hmm. I mean, like what kind of mentality <laughs> was that? I couldn't get it. But um, yeah, luckily, I mean, I think we got some money re-added from some budget they got from the city of Costa Mesa to expand the park. Yeah. Um, but we, we already had an expansion drawn that would have been done like three or four years ago. But I literally got text from the mayor that night. That just set us back 10 years. Oh, you know what I mean? While yeah. the party's going on, you know, the the people slamming their boards at the cop cars and the cops are responding from other cities. And um, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Sometimes that's just the angst of youth, I suppose. It's the same uh, situation kind of happened in the North Hollywood Plaza. Uh, this kid was doing pretty good in his skateboarding. It was like, part of the Baker crew and mm -hmm. real local in the Valley parks there. And he passed away and I saw these same kind of thing. These guys are just, they're doing more harm to their environment than they know. They just think they're celebrating their friend, you know, yeah. but it's like, dude, you guys are, you guys are like tagging on trees and you're tag, you're trying to, you're writing his name over the plaque for the, the skate park and yeah. stuff. And so I, I, I thought maybe I could help, and we built a memorial for the guy, and we yeah. put it in the park for him. Yeah, and that that ran a couple of years, and then the city was coming through. Every once in a while, they clean that park out, and we got a guy on the inside there who told us it was coming. So we we uninstalled the piece, and it's now in this guy's backyard waiting for a new home. But well, I'm glad it didn't get destroyed. But yeah. it's it's sad uh, when skaters. Uh, you know, and again, no, no. those aren't the skaters who are, no. are going to be listening to this. You know, no, you know, no. my listeners are mostly mature. Yeah. People have been skating for their life, you know, and, and we're the ones who are supposed to try to teach that next generation. Yeah. You know, um, well, I, unfortunately, we have Thrasher Magazine to teach that next generation, and all they do is teach them to destroy. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> part of the culture. It is. So, so we've been talking, we, this, uh, we've talked about doing a podcast for a while, but we started talking because I posted something about a skate park the other day in Redondo Beach. 
Um, and granted, it's a beautiful location. It's, it's a great location. Gorgeous on the water. I mean, that, it's a great stride forward, especially for beach towns, to show that you can integrate skateboarding right in your tourist busy yeah, beach is, area, so on and so forth. I was, I was, um, I'm amazed at the location. Like, yeah, no, I'm I, driving I, in, and all of a sudden there's like fountains, and I'm right up to the beach, and oh, this is where there's just bicycles flying everywhere, and bike oh, paths, and oh, yeah, parking it's a hectic area, beautiful and, viewing because of yeah. the walking, the little walking Pubs bridges and stuff and like stores, that. Stores, and then you, um, you just show up into this cul-de-sac of a skate park. A cul-de-sac, I like that because <laughs> it's a circle. It's all they had to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it, it brought up you know talk like you know I mean like well it could have been better. Well, yeah, and I think that's you know. Yeah. I've talked a lot with people on the podcast about skate parks. Uh, most people I know who have been around any length of time are sort of on the same page as far as like skate parks have multi purposes, and a lot of times in today's world, it doesn't seem like they're designing for the multi purposes that are needed. There, there's, oh, yeah, I mean, the majority of the skate parks built, I think one company's knocking them out or designing them. I think they got a big copy and paste situation going on, and. I mean, as soon as I got to this park with its beautiful vista, and I woke up at 6.30 to meet my friend there early in the morning, and I just shook my head. I was like, why did I even come here? This is garbage. Oh, see, I haven't is, ridden it yet. It's like, so, I mean, it, it rides. You can roll on it, but... Yeah. Like know, the best quarter pipe, because I'm obviously more of a tranny guy. Yeah. The best quarter pipe looks like there's nothing that I can... Ha- a way to get to it no. that I wouldn't be but, crisscrossing the path of yeah. other people. Well, then... Um, yeah, the, the, and it's probably facing the sun when the sun's coming. Paul Schmidt was here yesterday. Yeah. We talked about that. And the sun, the other thing was the back. I think he was on the west. That was one of his top things. He said, you know, yeah. and sometimes I forget about like, oh, one of the first things they need to do, whatever the biggest thing they're building there, is they have to plant it around where the sun is. He goes, almost true. everywhere you go to a big skate park, the steepest thing happens to be in the worst sunspot it could ever be in. It's true. And there's either shadows all day long or the sun in your eyes in the afternoon. And you can't skate it at all. And so, um, yeah, like. Uh, Belvedere's my local park. It's not very local, but I love to go there. Yeah, and it's Belvedere. got the same Belvedere's thing. fun. It's kind of raw. There's a certain um, time you cannot skate the, the, the biggest wall there. You know, and that the makes sense. Wall. It's facing straight yeah. towards the sunset. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I grew up right there, by the way. I, Monterey Park. That's where I was born, up on the hill. I think these... I don't want to say these skate park companies, because I think we can narrow this down to just a couple, but there's plans... They have some kind of meeting. They're very good at not really announcing it. Or if they do, it's one little story and you're a skate park company that nobody cares about. So nobody knows you're having this plan meeting. Yeah, yeah. And that just kind of, they just kind of show up. And they're... they're I mean, I've seen both. I've seen some where they say like, we need to invite all the kids in and have a meeting. And I go, no. Yeah. Jack Nicholas was a pro, builds a golf course. They come in, they lay it out, and they present it to the community and say, look what we built for you. We thought of all this amazing stuff, and everyone gets to just be there and marvel and awe. You bring a bunch of 14-year-olds into a into a um, room and say, help us design the skate park. They're just going to go, what was on the cover of the last Thrasher? Yeah. What was on the last video I saw? What was the biggest yeah. rail we did? And they have no concept of design, flow, um, they, you know, anything about how something should yeah. function other than just that obstacle they want to hit. And, and they'll tell you they like it. I've noticed it also. I like it because it, the the golden standard, at least in the Los Angeles area, is this one kind of park. So if that's what they're getting used to, that's what they're skating. I'm like, I can't believe that you you know. We had a meeting in Costa Mesa discussing this expansion we were trying to do, uh, and the company that was handling it brought in their guy, and he wanted to show him a video of a park they built somewhere back in Tennessee and the grand opening celebration. And I was just, 
I was like, kind of like, are, are you kidding me? Like, you like, you have a rail coming from this side, a rail coming from the opposite side. They both land facing each other. Like, yeah. so if two guys go down the thing at the same time, they're 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 like going right into each other. Like, do you guys not even look at this on paper or think about it or not skate it? Like, um, you know, uh, I don't know. There's just it's, so much crazy stuff when they built Laguna Hills skate park about gosh 20 years ago. It opened. I were going there and some lady was walking around filming. She's like. Oh, what do you guys think? My husband designed this. I'm pointing to this one place where there's like six stair set that ollies into the drop in for the bowl. I mean, and oh. I'm going, well, that's the first place someone's going to die. Yeah. I go, because you had 12 kids trying to launch down the stair set and 20 guys trying to drop in and thread the needle between them to drop into the bowl. And these guys are dropping in, pumping down a bank at, yeah. as fast as they could possibly go. And there's a stairs right to their left coming at them. And I'm like, the, Stuff like that is what really kills me. But that's so. I think flow is a big issue. Um, I think there's so many little things. I mean, it's funny. Schmidt was here yesterday. We were kind of talking about this too. You know, uh, shade structures, water fountains. Yeah. I mean, like, we should you ever have a skate park that's just entirely in the sun in the middle of summer that doesn't have one corner where there's a wall and a little overhang Ooh. so the kids can go stand yeah. behind for ten minutes and cool down. You know, um, Pedlo is a I don't like there's so many parks you can't even visit in the summer right now you know because <laughs> they just bake in the yeah. sun yeah no but, I uh, totally agree with that and I think I what's feel... what, well, well I guess the number one thing I see is what we build for us and what these skate park guys would build shouldn't be building for them I wouldn't build a skate park for us the only skate park I've ever been super heavily involved in was our Costa Mesa our Vulcan yeah. Park Okay, me and Jinx, Paul Schmidt. Seem to come out guys. pretty nice. Uh, no, it is it's very it's functional packed. park for its size. Okay. It's packed and everyone can skate. Multiple because bowls, multiple sizes. Because you have a separate bowl. It's separated. There's even the crazy quarter pipe that's in front of the big bowl that's there so that boards don't get speared in the thing, yep. but kids can also rip that thing. There's a small bowl on the other side and all the street stuff is linear because yep. almost all street stuff is done in linear lines. Yeah. There's a handful of guys who can flow a kind of yeah. course type of thing, yeah. right? Hit a quarter pipe, go to the side, right. hit the next thing. But in general... Uh, and in that regard, I say build a track format. Yeah. So you go around in circles. Okay, but when you have crisscrossing lines from every which direction, it doesn't work. I always use Etnies as an example. If you took everybody, I mean, Etnies is 15 miles from Costa Mesa. If you went to Costa Mesa, there's 50 kids there. They, you know, they have to find their spot, but they'll find a place to skate. If you took those 50 kids to Etnies, which is four times larger, only about one third of those kids could find somewhere to skate without running into someone. Because everything there is a collision course. Everything there is flowed together. There, there's very little segregation of being able to hit a spot without getting in someone's way or flying in front of somebody. And for um, its size, it's kind of one note. It's like, well, what kind of pool do you want to skate? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I enjoy skating there like on a Thursday night yeah. when there's no one there. And me and my buddy will go there now and then, and there's five people in the whole park. Um, and then we have a good time. But if you go there where there's 20 people in that park, it's really hard to have fun. Yeah, I. I only go. I've only been a couple times. It's yeah. a long ways to go, and it doesn't. There's nothing there calling me back. And if I did think something called me back when I get there, I'm reminded. Oh, yeah, that's not quite what. I yeah, no. Was. And every time I do go there, I get a little disappointed okay. because they built like a. They built some newer stuff, and they built the flow course of the cradle. Um, in it's most cases, little, it's it's, it's there's, there's blind sides <laughs> yeah. coming from opposite directions. I've dropped in, also have a kid dropping in a corner, like oh holy shit, I'm going Mach 900, and some eight year old kid's dropping in the corner because we didn't give the eight year old kid anywhere to ride. Yeah. I mean that's a big faux pas when you have a park that big, not to make a kid zone. 
I right. mean, I, I like every park that's over like ten or fifteen thousand well, square feet should have a zone that's like kind of for the kids, so they learn first, so that the older guys can school them when they start riding in front of them the big thing, saying, "Hey, go back and learn over there." And when you're done, come right. out and skate with us. Yeah. But when the kids don't have anywhere, it, it, it's not really right. It's not your right to tell the kid you're not allowed to be here, right? right? Into yeah. the world, you know, it's a recreation facility paid for by the city. You're not allowed to be here, but you're being in the way and you're annoying everybody. You know, because we didn't put that into the design to give those kids somewhere to skate. There's the park that's named after a kid uh, down by, like, the ATM Click Factory and stuff. It's a big park. It's really In good. In San Clemente? I think so. No, it's... No, it claims the Oceanside. Uh, yeah, it's got the... Uh, it's got a bowl that doesn't go to vert that's got tile in it it's got a big amoeba with a super big deep end it's got a snake run out that's front. oceanside oceanside yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's a great it's a great it's, it's overall a, yeah it seems like a, like yeah. hey nice nice job because you have some segregation yeah. you have some area you have, you have street, some, you have some linear. Yeah, most of the street stuff is linear yeah so most of the street guys are going in straight lines you find the kids uh, in the little side snake run or yeah. the yeah, there's yeah. A, there's there's less collision points there than most. But for instance, like the big amoeba with a huge bowl. Yeah. To me, that would be two or three separate skate spots. Yeah. That's just too much. That's too much space that a city is. Um, the city's goal is like if you're building tennis courts, you need to build. We're gonna have, there's room for twenty tennis courts here. That's easy, right? Because yeah. it's a standardized thing. Yeah. But if you said we're gonna change the whole idea of this and we're gonna take up seventy percent of this space and build two courts on it. You yeah. know, uh, and then we're going to put four more courts over here. So overall, you get five courts instead of 20. That's what they do when they do that. Yeah. They go, okay, we need 100 people to skate here, but we're only going to make room for 14 because we're going to give you these massive flow rules and only one person safely can ride yeah. at a time, you know, um, and then you're either going to stand around. So what happens is the kids that like skateboarding but aren't super diehards, they're just going to give up and go away. They yeah. don't become skateboarders, which has always blown me away because being a guy coming from the skateboard industry, the industry you think would be all over skate park designers saying you need to build for capacity you need to build for fun for everyone so that we can broaden the range of skateboarding keep people riding skateboards otherwise quit you but, know but i'm going to stop you because at some point you also i mean there's guys who go and skate that thing has vert it's as deep as the combi. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. It's, it's, I mean, it does take up a footprint, but they they have an awful large. No, park. well, you're right. That's a, that's a that's a <laughs> random example because they do have multiple balls. Yeah. Okay, and what happens is if that's the only thing they had, that's, you know, that, uh, and which are typically because there wouldn't be a small well, ball. There might be a small a kid, park in Idaho like yeah. that. that well, no, is you're only right. A, a but the kid there could ride the small yeah. snake run and have yeah. a place, the smaller place to yeah. learn and stuff like that. And uh, I'm just saying in generalities, taking up large spaces well, for single runs. When not enough people can use the park, that's that park is not a great example of that, um, a, but that is a big space. I think, I think things might look good on blueprints. There's a park that has a butterfly rainbow. I'm sure the city looked at that or butterfly bowl, and they're looking at a blueprint. They're like, oh my god, it's a butterfly! And you go to skate it, and there's no two walls that touch each other, and then it's like who, who, and. I just want to go back to this Redondo Park if I can. Okay, absolutely. Because I'm seeing it more and more. Uh, these flat banks that they're considering obstacles that are longer than all the quarter pipes put together. Was this one's right in the middle? Uh, no, they they right have them on sides. both sides. At, okay. at Redondo, they're on both sides. Yeah. Um, but the one, we'll call it on the, the ramp side where the ramp comes down, the, the bike path comes down. That's It's got probably... 
18 feet of flat bank and then a six foot quarter pipe and then 12 feet of flat bank and the flat bank is so mellow that you can't really tail slide it i mean to do a boneless on it you might as well just so do something you can roll off and try a kick flip and then yeah, roll away and that's... yeah and it's not even it does like there's ditches mellow ditches are more aggressive than this thing and that's i mean they're getting paid they're calling it an obstacle and it's just flat ground that's a little up and then why is the biggest quarter pipe you know i'm, I'm not talking about the giant quarter pipe up against the wall that yeah. thing's a, a thing of beauty but i don't have to get, get to, to that i i was there at 6 a.m didn't and my and i didn't even have the right shoes i took four people to the airport yeah. and left my skate there's like a home. little line behind the the flat bank and quarter pipe there's Push a little the area and yeah. Cut in, yeah and then you could go down the bike ramp or you know there's like weird ways to hit it but the rest of the park is why do you like why is there all this flat bank on both sides and then the quarter pipe is too small to really catch a grind on like you can i mean it, it, for me to talk i've built things that are like two feet wide you yeah. know what i mean yeah but that's because i'm lifting at places but you could just say a six foot wide quarter pipe in a public skate park is too small like, well you I, and that's a clarifying point right there i've you know harshed on people about different parks they built or like that saying that was not appropriate for the park they're like yo oh, fuck you Bo we want this now I'm like okay first thing when you're doing DIY build whatever the hell you want when you're doing your own backyard build the gnarliest stuff like like Bronside yeah. is gnarly I love that place yeah if that was in a public skate park I'd be going what the hell would you build that in a public oh, yeah. skate park for because 98% of the people are just going to hurt themselves yeah. on it yeah. I'm one of the 2% who doesn't mind hurting myself on it, yeah. but I also, again, when it comes to the public building it and for the right purpose, it's supposed to be for a lot of people, I like, why would you waste the city's money building something waste. that 2% of the world could enjoy, you know, and 98% are gonna get hurt on, you know, that's so, uh, yeah, build DIY however the hell you want it. Build it gnarly, build it for challenges. You know, the gnarliest guys in the world are always gonna have gnarly places to skate. Public skate parks, I don't think, are supposed to be about making them the gnarliest or building it so the next pro comes out of that park. They're about community places to go have a good time, be challenged, have fun, you know. Ideally, you can get all the above in a space. I mean, so how about, I mean, these cities build parks, and I don't think they ever go back and look. And it's like, it's way past capacity. It's only been here for a month. 60 people are here. It holds four people. Yeah. Can you expand this? Well, the thing is, what they, they they're all well, patting themselves the on the back. First, they're, they're fighting for the fact that they got the money in the first place. Yeah. Because they're always being, the pickleball people want tennis people, the soccer people, everyone wants more space, everyone wants, you know, more room, and, uh, and they're fighting for that. Oh, it's a leaf blower, but it's a leaf blower, they actually. It's okay. um, so, yeah, I know. So, so what's... See, I've, I've learned that they're going through the city process so deep to, to get, like, Costa Mesa built, meeting people and learning people uh, and watching, going to lots of city council meetings. Like, yeah, fighting for the money is the most difficult yeah. thing. Orange is going to get a skate park soon, literally because one smart city council person found a grant fund that had just been written to a specific park, and he said, let's take this money aside and, and can it go to the skate park? And the people had that answer, like, yeah, it could. Okay, I'm going to propose nice. we do that. They put the money aside. But usually they're squabbling over money. So right. them not going back and seeing they needed to expand it, I kind of understand that, as sad as that is. It's the sad thing is when they got the bad park built in the first place because they don't know enough about skateboarding. That's the hard part. And they go to people that are considered experts who hold themselves out as experts, usually have a pro skater involved as a, as yeah. a front guy and so on and so forth, but they're not building 
what the city needed. The city, if the city needs a recreation facility to be used by as many people as possible safely, they'll have a good experience and come back again. You know, and the designers build stuff based on their fantasy. They build for like yeah. Wednesday at 10 a.m. when the kids are in school, yeah. and they ride it all by themselves with three friends. Yeah. Lots of skate parks are great Wednesday at 10 a.m. when the kids are in school. But unfortunately, cities aren't building them. They're building them for 3 o'clock to, to 8 o'clock when the kids are after school on Saturday and weekends, and, and, and most skate parks are not designed for when the kids get out of school or weekends. Well, I think one thing people all understand is the mini ramp. And just because you're using concrete doesn't mean you can't make a mini ramp. Like well, I you agree. can just concrete stuff mini a mini ramp awesome. behind anything. It's two quarter pipes that face each other. That should just be like, okay, we're gonna start with a mini ramp here, and we know they want the rails here. Let's get them separated, and let's see what else we could put in this park. Like, if you can't half pipe or mini ramp, you're not gonna learn a lot of tricks. You will, but it's going to be a lot harder because you have to like reset and do your whole line and hope yeah. you can go between all the people to get your one trick. But something is just basic. And that's a tough a, one because a, a again, some of the designers, the guys, they were in that generation where they don't realize they were spoon fed that flowing isn't what it's all about. It's right. about doing one trick at a time. Yeah. You know, um, we learned from at least especially my generation that you only did one trick at a time when you had no no option. That's never what you wanted. You wanted right. the flow. You wanted yeah. to go from one thing to another thing. The more things you could hit in one line, the better. And that went away because culture changed and some people wanted to sell more skateboards. They, they pushed the culture in another way to look cooler and so on and so forth, but at the expense of actual the activity enjoyment itself in some ways. You know what I mean? Whole generations were raised thinking one trick is all you do on a skateboard at a time. No. Uh, and a lot of guys our age, like to me, I don't even think I'd want to ride a skateboard if that's all I did was one trick at a time. No. That was not that doesn't even make skateboarding fun. It doesn't even look fun to me when I watch guys doing one trick at a time. I, I just spent a week at Mammoth in that park and that is That's a the mega exact park, right? Opposite. Yeah. Like it's so big and and, and the coping's so like poured in place and gnarly and, that looks like it was built for you know, a pro team yeah. will pass through and destroy. Yeah. Does not build, look like it was no. built for, for and, and like I, the local I, kids. Yeah, I'm not I'm not taking anything from it, but it's hard to get more than one trick in that park. For for me, I'm an average skater. You know, I find myself somewhere in the middle, I think. And I go there and there's like one little corner I can kinda of try to grind, but the, the the at the same time the coping's really proud right there. Yeah. So it's I'm not even proud. easy. I like that. And then you go down to the Peck Park has, some, has yeah. a proud coping too. I remember hitting that on accident <laughs> once and gone flying yeah. off my board. Hey, that was a proud right. coping. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's all flow, you know. I don't, I don't know if all these like if you're gonna build a little park uh, I'm, I'm gonna say we're in the time where look at the new park in Long Beach, right? Super small. Which one? Uh, I don't. It's. I think it's. Kind oh, of is right that the downtown. one downtown? Yeah. 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 That is small. Like, and that's. And, I, and again, that's small. But there should be twenty-five of those in a city the size of yeah, Long Beach. Right. There should be you one know, in every park. Like, yeah. And then, then it's a whole different treat it thing. Like a basketball court. People, what What happens? People come to flock to skate yeah. parks now, not only because skateboarders like variety, but because there's that many people running a skateboard. Yeah. So yeah. when you only have four parks in a city of millions of people, where there's tens of thousands of skateboarders. Um, you either need to build giant parks or you yeah. need to build a whole lot of little ones. So, That's where Portland gets points yeah. for starting yeah. that in the early days. Well, you think if Long Beach had half dozen of these little parks in yeah. their communities, 
all of a sudden you can have contests between the you could have a park contest where the locals go to different parks that and, would be kind of cool okay, mean, hold that thought really... for a second yeah so back to uh, um, you know multiple parks or yeah. are, are, you know yeah. city competitions things like that yeah it opens up a lot Long Beach actually as a city does have like four or five different parks um, yeah, very different they are too. they are definitely smaller and there's a, there's an even smaller one than that one you talk about downtown that's also kind of in the middle of downtown it's like in a little strip of a park there's like one quarter pipe, a couple other things. Um, and again, it's probably great for the kids who live within a block. Yeah. Um, and if that was, like say my city of Costa Mesa, my, the skate park we designed here is three and a half miles away. Um, and the majority of the probably skaters in the uh, city probably live on this side, yeah. the west side over here. It's the lower economic area, the kids who are just out skateboarding to stay stay out of trouble. So on, so on. They need a place over here, but we don't have any more near them. And, and for them to skate three and a half miles apart, they're not going to skate there. So, you know, yeah. um, we're cut off from about half. And we're going to double the size yeah. of that park because they have more money rather than build a second one. Right. So there's a little bit, we're a little bit off in the whole idea of yeah. what cities should be doing to uh, accomplish things for uh, skaters. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing about that a lot. Like, oh, you, your buildings, like, you don't understand. Kids can't travel three miles. It's not easy. Yeah, some will. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I, you know. Uh, I used to ride my bike or my moped even, you yeah. know, when the early skate parks, when, I mean, we'd go 10, 12 miles, but yeah. again, that's... I think some that's, kids to have a bike and a skateboard would be, uh, that's pretty, that's a, that'd be quite a blessing for some kids. Yeah, no, you're right, that's the thing, it's, yeah. there's, there's economics plays into yeah. a lot of it too, you know, and it is, it's the kids on the side of town here that are the lowest, uh, from economic standpoint, that probably don't have both. Right. don't get to skate right you know and so they have nowhere to skate so they're the more of the nuisance on this side of town skating places they're not supposed to be right. um, when there's a skate park on the other side of town um, so well with yeah. these smaller parks I mean all right you're building smaller parks it's cost the city less but somebody needs to look at these parks before they build them yeah I think well that's where I think the, I think the missing link is there's there needs to be some form of go between between skate park builders and cities and unfortunately, from a legal standpoint, there isn't because they put out bids. These guys hold themselves out yeah. to be experts. Uh, no one critiques them on their on what their expert really means. Yeah, they're getting expert at building. They're yeah. getting expert at concrete. Almost every park now, the concrete work is done well. Oh, well, and mean, that's right the there. that's the uh, builders. That's yeah. not the park yeah. company. That's, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, sometimes they're the, kind of somehow tied together. But the, the crews yeah. have grown. All right, there's been enough guys trained. There were. Yeah. hired by the next guys they train more guys I mean so oh, and they're yeah, cross pollinating now yeah concrete you know. work is done pretty well but the problem is the city pretty first thing well. a city doesn't know what they need no. the city just knows skateboarders are asking for a place yeah so they're they're assuming the skate park builder is building them what their skaters you know yeah. want uh, and the reality is most skaters don't understand most skaters skate whatever's there, yeah. right? You'll they're skate a bowl, you'll skate a rail, you'll skate a bike. Yeah, I mean, especially young kids, they're versatile and skate everything. Um, there's no one in there saying like, Along hey, with pros. I've been skateboarding <laughs> for 40 or 50 right. years. Well, pros are also, right. pros, I mean, I was a sponsored guy, okay? I got boards from when I was 12 years old. I didn't buy them, I didn't want like that. It's, it's kind of tough to be there saying like, this is what, what should be done, this is what should be done. Like, well, did you ever buy one? No, you have to think about it from the perspective of buying right. it. You have to think about it from the the user perspective, the pros getting all the stuff being hauled around everywhere yeah. like that. Um, this is, you're building a place for kids who live here. They're going right. to spend 10 years riding this place. Yep. If you shortchange them, they grew up a whole different experience than a kid who lives in a city where a block from his house, there's an amazing skate park. That's right. That kid has like, it's no different than saying, I gave my kid a freaking Ferrari for his 16th birthday or I gave my kid a freaking rickety bicycle. You know, you're giving one yeah. kid 
crap and you're getting one kid this like dream well, okay so I mean, speaking um, of so that's all pro skaters your age you can trace a lot of them back to one or two skate parks. a couple skate parks yeah. that were Big. Well, and, and there's good and bad with that because some people will think like we're building this park like when I had this big argument about this park in Anaheim about a bowl like, it's gonna gonna make pros out of that because it's so gnarly it's like yeah this park wasn't built to create <laughs> pros it was built so all the kids in the community yeah. could skate it yeah. and if it's done good enough maybe a couple of them will become pro but when you make it 98% of the kids can't skate it because it's too hard for them yeah. you know then yeah you might get two really gnarly kids but the city didn't put two million dollars into something to get two gnarly kids no. out. They wanted 300 kids in a place to go every day. That's right. You know, so yeah, so there's a, that mixed bag on that. But you're right, we did grew up in I, Southern California. Big O yeah. Skate Park, Concrete Wave, you know, Del Mar, Upland. I mean, these were all within an hour of here. I yeah. mean, uh, I was very fortunate to have grown up in the mecca of skate parks, the right. early days. That's right. You know, um, but I also see what was what was so right about those designs back then. They, they were technically designed for really what the same thing cities are looking for. That's why they were Capacity. so different. Capacity. Because they were charging you money. Yeah. They went out of business if you didn't come back. Yeah. If, if a kid goes to Peck Park and realizes this park sucks if you're not amazingly good and you can't keep up with the five dominating guys right. who just take the place over, you know, they just leave and go back. They don't become skateboarders. City doesn't know that. The kid doesn't yeah. go to City Hall and say, you didn't build that for me. That hurts my feeling. They just don't. They just disappear right. and they either stop skateboarding or they go somewhere else. Also, if you, if you can't, if there's not a secondary spot to skate, I've seen it a million times when somebody good shows up Three quarters of the kids just stop skating. They're really? just they're, they're intimidated. They're totally they're intimidated. Yeah. And so there's not even like a little. Oh, we can just let's just go over to the kiddie pool yeah. for so a while. So you go back to Bingo Skate Park. Yeah. If I was riding the keyhole or the capsule and we were killing it, and Dwayne Peters there, we're having a major session going on. There was 15 other spots in that skate park where a kid could go ride and learn to ride and get better, and then one day roll up and decide he wants to jump into the capsule bowl with us right. or like that. That is very much lacking at skate parks. Anymore. I've also heard stories it's, of people practicing trips, tricks in one bowl, and they didn't really count. They had to bring them to the big bowl. Oh, yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. But so, you know, so, but so the bottom line is you were, people had to have a good experience and be willing to pay to come back. Yeah. Okay, so the city's giving you a free skate park. Uh, so if you don't come back, they don't know. They just wonder why one day there's no one at their skate park, right? You know, but there'll always be someone at their skate park. Yeah. Might only be five kids, but every day they go there, there'll be all five kids there owning that place. But there could have been fifty kids having a good time, you know. Um, but they're not because right. most of them just went away because there was nothing for them to skate. They were gonna get run out of the way. Uh, it was too gnarly or whatever it was. Or it was boring. It was boring as yeah. sin. I mean, I didn't didn't cost me anything to skate Redondo Beach, and I probably will never go back to that park. No. I mean, there's. And, and honestly, it's, many public public skate parks I go to, um, I don't go back to most no. of them. I, I only go to the ones uh, that are like, super memorable. If I'm in yeah. Linda Vista, I go skate the full pipe for a few minutes. I'm whatever passing through, but a lot of them I'll go, yeah, I experienced that. I know what it's all about, and it's just good to yeah. know and see. It's not, um, it doesn't call you. Yeah, and let's face it, most public parks should just be good enough for you to have a good time. They aren't all necessarily there to be the destination mm. that you're going to drive hours for. They're out. there for the community. That's right. They're there for the, and, and if the community can build five parks, one should be amazing. Or if it could be a, a park where there's three bowls, right? One incredible pro bowl, one middle-of-the-road bowl, and one beginner's sort of yep. bowl. If you only have one, it should be the middle-of-the-road bowl. That's right. You know, It should never be the one bowl there is the gnarly bowl. Was, like I'm going to Ohio in a month, Crooked yeah. River Skate Park. 
great, great overall park, except for there's only one bowl, and you have to be one of the best guys in the world to be able to skate it. Oh, wow, one of those. And I can skate it okay, Yeah. but I certainly don't have fun, because I don't skate it enough to ever get used yeah. to it. So I just go there, take a couple runs, I'm scared. Yeah. I think, God, how fun would that have been if that was actually a rideable little eight-foot bowl instead of two and a half feet of vert and a ten-foot tight, you know, crazy bowl. I'm a little confused that you never get just a bowl park. Like, you might get a park with a ledge and a, and a quarter pipe and a flat bank, but... They, they well, know... street skating is considered so much bigger. I don't think it's necessarily by human nature like if you took I would say if you took kids out to Africa in the middle of nowhere and built this big two skate parks a street plaza and an all bowl park I think about 98% of them would end up all, the all bowl park where they yeah. can flow because that's much more natural yeah just but moving marketing has been done so heavily to make kids think that that the only thing that's cool to skate is ledge or rail it's flipping true. your board around spinning your board it's, really, it's merchandised oh, yeah. in marketing oh, you're right I mean, it's this... so deep it's 25 years deep now in marketing that uh, so that's the first thought is we have to give these kids this street stuff, you know. And again, I would never build a park. That's why you know, when we talk about Costa Mesa, it's balanced. Yeah, you gotta have balance because skateboarding is also going to change again. Maybe it becomes more yeah. bold and street, you know, ten more that? years from now or like that. But I, so I would never build a park without some street stuff. Right. You know. Oh, you gotta have uh, it. And most kids growing up now are very hybrid. Most kids do street stuff in the bowl. And There's a ditch I was skating. This guy just kept doing this blunt slide. He couldn't pull it in, couldn't pull it in, couldn't pull it in. Finally put his hand on the nose and, like, yanked the board back in. He was like, ah, he's kind of frustrated. And then, like, I see on his Instagram post, his friends are like, oh, you cheated. <laughs> you cheated? I mean, you're not allowed to use your hands anymore. Like, you can't. Yeah, so, well, I think the, sad, the saddest the thing I've watched all, happen you know? in skateboarding since, you know, um, 50 years been running a skateboard, the saddest thing I think I feel is that the idea that the number one reason you do it being fun has gotten lost. Yeah. The number one reason a lot of people skate is to feel cool. You know what I mean? Like like they want to feel cool with their friends. I'm cool because yeah. I ride a skateboard. I'm cool the yeah, chicks think I'm cool when I ride a I'm cool when they see me riding down the stairs like that. It's like... You know, I don't give a shit how no. cool someone thinks I am when I drop in a bowl. I think I hope they think I'm cool because I'm riding it well. You know, I'm not having fun. I think you know if I roll out with the biggest smile on my face, I guarantee I won the session. That's, won. That's how yeah. I go away stoked. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy at Mammoth that kept doing these tricks, and at one point he goes, "You know, if I wasn't getting paid for this, I would do it." And I just looked at him. I said, "It sucks to be you, bro. Like that's, I'm I'm so glad I don't have his problems. Like that just sounds horrible. Like." Yeah, that was probably the worst time of skateboarding. You know, I still love skateboarding so much. It was when I had to do a demo, and you expected you had to be on that ramp for three hours, and you like, and you're like, okay, if I'm not having a great day, not having fun, but it's because you're getting paid. That's yeah. when skateboarding is less fun. That's the downside of being a pro skateboarder. Yeah. It's great to get free stuff. It's great to be flown places like that. But yeah. the part when you have to check out, like, it's no longer about how much I'm loving it. It's All about right. this is a, a, it's a, a show. It's about yeah. So I mean, I've always loved skaters. Like say Grayson Fletcher, who you know had the ability to win the contest, but he was going to go out there and do what he loved, and if he stayed on, he'd win because it was so gnar so gnarly. But he wasn't going to hold back just to prove I have the skills to win this contest. You know what I mean? Oh, that yeah. was and, and yeah, so he went for it. He went for it because it was truly you know. And he comes from a long line: the Fletcher surf family, the blood, their aggro, their freaking rebels. Uh, a lot of talent from his freaking grandpa Herbie to his, his uncle Nathan and his dad Christian. I mean, these guys are like gnarly. So there's a lot that's inbred to him. But to me, that was such a stoke to watch that Sky Sildjag. You know, Just kid I spawned for a long time. Just so flowing, so 
you know, so having so much fun. Like I'm gonna do this my way, even if I lose lose the contest. Yeah. But if I make everything, I'm, you guys are all be with your jaws gonna be on the ground. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, nice. No, he's got that style for sure. All power. So you think? So so you think? What well, a missing link in in skate parks is design like review is it like it's uh, for like... me there's a there needs to be a review process i could have same setup at redondo beach everything the same two changes 30 percent more fun maybe 50 percent. i, I, I would agree probably two, two or three changes could probably make it 15 times more functional too yeah it's you know i mean just first of all these flat banks that aren't even banks i mean you're just that's a money grab they're they're Claiming their obstacles and it's like pouring flat. It's like that's... yeah, I, I'm gonna go there. My you know, Klaus Grabke, the German guys, came into town today, and one of the things yeah. we're doing is they, they saw that picture. They're like, I want to go skate there. Oh, of course you do. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I'll go there with them. Yeah. And uh... so it's it's got we'll say it's a mini ramp with some ledges in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. So the one side is these really mellow flat banks with the, the six foot quarter pipe. So first thing I said, just make that thing twelve feet wide so you can grind it long front side, back side. Like, we've got too much flat bank going on Do the quarter pipes blend simple. into the banks at all? I mean, can you ollie off the quarter pipe? Yeah, you can ollie off. Bank? Yeah, but you still could, yeah. even if those weren't, you oh, know. Oh, I agree. The banks yeah. could only be 12 yeah. feet wide, and the quarter so then, pipe could be... on the other side, they flipped it, but they put a steeper bank in, which is kind of nice. Uh, but that, again, is six feet wide, and then it has these small quarter pipes on both sides. And because it's so short, you can't ollie off the quarter pipe into the bank because you if you have any kind of ollie at all, you're just going to run into the other wall. You, you can just kind of scratch. They're kind of set up to do scratchers off. And then the deck, there's not enough room to ride off the quarter pipe yeah. into the yeah. into the bank. Like, it's so simple. Just make that, you know, just pull it the quarter pipe forward. Like we but, need a five-man crew to go mm -hmm. out to ten different styles of skate parks and literally ride them and all talk about it together that would and be, critique the things that happened maybe that's and discuss it. you know finding a way to present it's almost like the industry should fund this because the industry yeah. should want this presented to the skate park builders guys yeah. you're doing these things over and over again over and that over aren't again. that aren't that's functioning the in the part. best in the best interest of the the skaters the city the community and skateboarding in general Let's I face think, it it always hurts yeah. skateboarding in general I if, think if somebody if Someone gone to the the newer Torrance skate park. That's just a bunch of weird banks. Um, they they want to design an oval park for flow. Yeah. I'm like okay, I'm with yeah. this, but then they put the the quarter pipe like in the middle of the flow, so you can't hit it in a flat banks again. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Like where you would come down to turn and go back is now this mellow flat bank, and it, you can't carry speed. Yeah. You can't you can't actually get the oval the, the oval want. flow is rad it really yeah. is I mean, we, we uh jinx and i always called it the track yeah because at volcom in their indoor parks over the years um we had some track setups that were like okay if you flow on the outside you're going around in a big circle you know and you could have a manual pad in the middle guys yeah, can be hitting and they're the never in the way you 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 have the pad um and if the first sk coast Bay skate park which didn't get built that we had almost there we had a design done with the balls we built were in the middle of the, the park and it was a triangular shape, but we had a we had it built designed as a track yeah. so that you yeah. could keep flowing. The idea was to keep flow going. Yeah, that's you know, uh, um, Echo Park. It's really small footprint, uh, or Silver Lake, I think it's called Silver Lake. Really small footprint, bowl in the center, and a track around it. 
Uh, capacity is pretty low, but yeah. it's way better. But track capacity is better than than just crisscross. Yeah. Because at least you follow behind people, yeah. right? And, and you, you can see have the guy coming. People going in circles and watching yeah. it. The difficulty is if it's more goofy versus regular. You have to think about all those things, yeah. balancing it so both sides can yeah. ride it. Um, you know who really has a good uh, overall thing from parks I've been to? Uh, I haven't been to that many, but it's Tim Payne. Yeah. From from Florida, you know, Tim, well, Tim's built some stuff out there. I, I showed up, and yeah. I was like, "Wow!" I would say everything he's, here. He's put in the time, and he's a skateboarder, and comes from. Yeah, he's an old school tranny guy yeah. who doesn't ignore street. Street's yeah. always involved in it. That's always included. I mean, he goes all the way back know, to the, um, the Bones Brigade ramp, right? Wasn't he? Was yeah, he involved with that. So yeah, he was involved yeah, in I mean, all sorts of stuff. I mean, heck, he built yeah. the cabinets that are in my shop right here because he stayed at my house. He was going to build rap for Gotcha in yeah. the '80s. I mean, well, he was definitely yeah. a pioneer. Then we have, I mean, I know you have like the Anaheim. No, the yeah, the the Anaheim Park, Ponderosa, the Ponderosa. Yeah. So close to. A really cool little park uh, like the grounds over finished you can't push it's so slippery and then the bowl in the back is a little I mean you can go over the stairs I'll just go yeah. over the stairs I remember there. that was a park I got yeah. a big fight over yeah. with uh, Ben Butler who had, who had yeah. well, of course he's because, because I, and I, I, you know, I felt bad because we ended up like you know threatening to beat each other up and all that <laughs> stuff we went as far as you could go on that that, shows you, that shows you how passionate yeah. people are about it so I, I respect that he's a good enough yeah. guy I, I respect him for his views yeah. but I also can't change mine because it yeah. really the park is not a destination. That, that's park a park people, I want to you know, love. Uh, the way yeah. it's set up, and, and, and I can ride it. But it's too steep when you yeah. drop in the shallow. It doesn't. It's like you. It's it's got it's got an awkward flow to it. There's nothing intuitive about the way it flows. You have to fight it the whole time, which is great. That's what you get in the backyard. Leave it in the backyard. Yeah. Find it in the backyard. Ride it in the, the backyard. Park? What do you think about the rest of the um, park? Uh, it was okay because there's lots of collision points. There's yeah. lots of little things that, you know, yeah. kid rides the rail. He's going to flow right yeah. in front of the kid who's trying to flow down Instead the Instead of oval, it's like um, a V. It all funnels down to that bottom. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. I remember. And I didn't, I didn't skate that. I'm not a street guy, okay? Yeah. So I don't really get a lot of joy out of street courses yeah. for the most part. I'll ollie over a pyramid. Yeah. There's a quarter pipe. I'll launch off it or grind it. Um, I like to launch off a quarter pipe onto a bank. Or that's why I said I'll find some flow. But I really have no... No interest in just sliding a rail or like yeah. that. It's not my. But they had little quarter pipes all over the, the main course, like little side quarter pipes, and I guess there were some rails and stuff. But I don't, I don't mess with those either. But it, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and again, I don't. I would never build anything without rails. I would I build mean, them for what people yeah. were really using. But I mean, to me, that's like, you know, to, to build. Yeah. Just what kids are going to go find out in the street, anyways, and they're still going to keep going there, even if you build it to go in the skate park. I feel yeah. like, um, at least. In my area, where Spawn Ranch is building a lot of things, <laughs> Beanie, thank you. Uh, they're uh, they get a lot of the contracts. I think it's because they they came in early with the prefab uh, stuff way back when, and so then when the the city's like, hey, we want to redo it, the first person they talk to is the, the well, last person they worked they're with. They're good parks people. I've been to their place in L.A. They're yeah. they're nice enough people. But uh, I, I think they're they've discovered these steel frames. That basically they're just using concrete as fill. It's like we Same have these steel frames that yeah. we're like welding together, and, then and then around we it. take it around. Yeah. And we just fill it in with concrete, fill the deck. And yeah, they've and, gotten and they've gotten better over yeah. time. The only thing that I my biggest beef with uh, the Spawn Ranch parks that I've ridden from uh, what's the one in Anaheim? Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. And, and then Harbor City. Sorry. Is when you build bowls with bank walls yeah. in the bowl, 
um, and you see you see guys try to 50-50 it and they end up on the deck or yeah. falling off their board and like why can't I 50-50 this well because it doesn't have any tr- yeah. it doesn't have any pitch to the transition no. and I'm not saying it needs to be vert I'll also no. the ones yelling at the grind line guys yeah. who build a four foot bowl with two feet of vert yeah. that most people can't skate because uh, I've dropped in balls before I thought oh look there's a nice little four foot I dropped in oh, holy fuck there's three yeah. feet of vert in this thing and okay. I almost eat my ass slamming my face but, into the concrete right but uh, uh, oh, let me go back for a minute okay because oh, this is this is about what's happening in skate parks right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure they built that. I actually know they built that Redondo Beach one. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, and a few others. And they have this steel tubing they're using everywhere. So it's in their CAD So you're machine. saying they prefab it and bring it out there and set it in? Or yeah, or it's in pieces and they yeah. weld it on yeah. site. Okay. Uh, and then, so the first thing you'll notice is all the hubs have like a lip on the outside around them. So like if you were trying to do those old Venice wall tricks, you can't do it anymore because now there's a it's extruded at the top but but my point is okay so they found a way to make parks cheap and quick they just bring it's kind of like what i do when i'm building a renegade spot i'll just bring in a form real quick and fill it and run away and these guys have taken that style and they're doing it in skate parks now but they're they're this is where i'm like this needs to be reviewed like okay you found a cheap way to do it but certain things you shouldn't do, certain things need to be bigger. Like somebody yeah. needs to really. Well, the reality stay. is the accountability is between them and the city. Yeah. And if the city has no, no understanding of questioning what they're doing, they're not going to question them. And even, even the blueprints, I'm sure it kind of look okay. Like if I was looking down at uh, Redondo Beach, I'd be like, okay, two quarter pipes of stuff to skate in the middle. It looks okay. All right, we're back. And I would say when we're back, because that way people wonder why the conversation changes. Right. They'll realize we had to pause like for a while. They were just waiting for so, this one um, answer. So well, yeah, they'll go, why did you guys just jump off subject? Well, because, you know, shit happened. Klaus Krabke walked in. You know, he's famous. Internationally well-known skateboarder. Right. You've probably heard of him. In I fact, looked I'm him up this to, morning. I'm going to try to do a podcast um, nice. uh, with him soon. I did one with the, with the whole group of them that you just met before, but never just Klaus. And so this time I'm going to try to do Klaus. I looked him up and I was like, oh, I know that graphic. Yeah, 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 I know yeah, that yeah. graphic. That's uh, awesome. Super good guy. He's a very talented man, um, music producer. You know, his kids are in band. They, cool. They're uh, they're here for to uh, film some music well. videos. So, all right. So we were at Redondo Beach Skate Park talking about how uh, European Spawn Ranch is is taking a uh, kind of semi prefab approach in a sense by repeating. Uh, yeah, they're bringing in these metal frames and they're just fill the the concrete's a filler for the metal basically. And it, I, I can't, I mean, that's, they found a cheaper way to build skate parks. Yeah. yeah. I don't argue I, with I feel, finding cheaper I, I, ways. Yeah. It's just about finding functional. Yeah. That's I feel, my thing is always about yeah. the function. If it's going to be cheaper, you know. just don't make it feel like a cheaper park. That'd yeah. Be great. I mean, it's logical to make things cheaper, right? Yeah. If you can find, if you were, if you're doing things, this form, these forms are more economical. It's not to not waste again, you know, an extra I mean, four inches of concrete or whatever, 10 extra yeah. trucks in a park that I, I understand all that, but. Yeah, function's the key thing, and flow. Like, you know, the you older know. older parks, wood frames, you peel off the wood frame, you put on some angle iron here and there, and you have a park. But you'll find that they, they've they created their own limitations, so there's there's not a lot of pockets, because it's hard to make a metal pocket. All the quarter pipes always seem to have hard edges. It's hard to find hips there in their stuff. Yeah, see, um, like when they built our Costa Mesa Park, I watched Wally Holiday, one of the masters out there, troweling himself, and yeah. that was an art form. I mean, he was literally on his knees troweling, yeah. and just like he could float those corners, and and you know, and that's it's hard to do in replic replicant with a guy yeah. who's basically just trained. It's hard. You know, to, it's hard to make it change on the spot when it's welded together steel. Also, that's true. Like, how are you? That's gonna, true. 
you get you get some talented builders. I mean, you got Yamo down there from Channel Street. Well, you have to have a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of trust. Like some the, the go-betweens, for instance, we designed Costa Mesa Park. Jinx and I, Paul Schmidt, we were with with at the time was Perkis Rose. They were the people on, of of record, you know, drawing yeah. the thing. But they but we they really designed what we gave them. But when we sat there and the whole bowl was framed, coping, yeah. welded, rebar, ready to pour. Stood there in a shallow end because we went every day, and luckily yeah. they trusted us. The city let us. We, it was a rare thing. Yeah. We're the guys we wish every city had, right? Yeah. We got to be there and look at it and go, okay, this bowl is it's too short. This sh- six foot bowl you're gonna carve and you're gonna you're gonna go off the hip. The gap's too big between the deep end and this and that. And we could just visually, it just doesn't work. And they're like, okay, what do we do? We go, you need to take that wall out three feet. So you have a bowl with a wall's going straight and the other bowl on the other side, the wall's going at an angle. So if you ever go to Costa Mesa, you look back from the hip in the big bowl, you'll see weld spots three feet back. Because they cut it for us. Yeah. They welded three more feet out and tapered it. So it was supposed to be three feet wide. Now it's only like two and a half because it was tapering. Um, But it made the bowl function entirely differently, that extra three feet that you would have run out of space. But how do you how do you accomplish this? We only yeah, that's the thing. We we only accomplished that because they trusted us. We're there with the city guys telling them and they said they they actually told the guys do what they said. And that's you know go back, you know, back fifteen years, all the grind line dreamland those guys were doing that on location for sure but you're talking earlier about how how you and your friends were you know you and your friends designed this park you spent all your time and it still wasn't right you got there and went that's wrong we got to fix it so this is this is the beast we're dealing with and so now we got they're getting built by the hundreds yeah now now the design team's gone the review team's gone there's no no one in place that you can't you know the metal frames have arrived. You can rotate them. You can, you know, but how 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 do we make this? Well, so better? do we ask real nicely for Spawn Ranch to let us come down and talk to them because they would. Yeah, I don't know their office. They're, they're nice guys. I mean, they, I, they I think it's not, it's not going before. there to slap slap no. them down really because I'm I'm happy they're building skate parks, yeah. right? So they yeah. don't ever want to take anything away from them. Yeah. But can it be done better? Yes. Can we? Can it be done? So can we help you do it better? Yeah. Because we love skateboarding so much. Because not too many places where you go where like an architect who knows something is going to say, we'd okay. like to share my knowledge yeah. with I you. I mean, I would love you to know. take a park tour with them over at their parks. Because at this point, I don't think they're losing contracts. You know, they're nationwide. Well, now. they know how like to bid. I, they know I know how guys to in yeah. St. Louis that are concrete crew, and they're, they'll be up in... Maryland building the Spawn Ranch Park. I mean, yeah. this is the way it is. You can, you can be mad at them. You can hate them. Whatever you want. But yeah, this is how I, it is. I don't hate so them. I just take it for what it is. Let's let's let's. Yeah, man. Maybe we need to go see these guys and go on a tour. Well, like I, I could, wanna... I could reach out to Aaron Spawn. Yeah. He 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 knows me, and we could ask him. Like, can we come in and, and have a chat? Can we just plot a little yeah. thing? Because unfortunately, you know, they get a lot of hate from people, yeah. right? They just get yeah. harsh on. I, I don't like this. And it's all really harsh on easy. Stuff, but really I'm not going to say I hate I you guys for it. it. I get bummed because I go here and, oh man, I really wish you wouldn't make yeah. bank walls and bowls like that. But, I mean, uh, again, if I want it changed, I have to tell them why and, and give them a logical yeah. explanation of why it's better for skateboarding, not just me. Because, right. I, I, you know, the bottom line is if you're just pushing for your own desires, yeah. that's one thing. I try to push it what I see other people going through as well. Right. You know, um, and what I think works better for all skateboarders, you know, um, yeah, not no. just like I want this, I want that. I mean, if I build, I would just build a freaking really rad, super, you know, 
super sweet pool with soft tips. Everything would be yeah. down. Mine would be all about speed. I would yeah. just build a speed ball bowl. Right. You know, I mean, I wouldn't build, and I would never build a 10 or 11 foot bowl in a park ever myself because I don't really have any desire to skate big stuff. That's big. right. I'd build a eight or nine foot max yeah. bowl, you yeah. know, with six foot shallow end, yeah. five foot shallow You know, I mean, I would make this so skatable and fun, um, you know, but that's... that's not what skate yeah. parks are built for me. Skate parks are built for lots of people. Well, even, I mean, I, I build a lot of my own spots and go full circle here. And I try to build these things as fun as I can make them. And I pour them. And then I look at them and I go, this is way more scary than I thought it would be. Yeah. I thought I put a big transition on this short thing and a little bit of coping. Well, you know, and again, when you do a you DIY, go, that peace yeah. side thing was great. Yeah. I, li I like the, the kind of... Uh, long quarter pipe that yeah. flowed into the little you know singular quarter pipe thing kind of semi half pipe thing um you know the way that the, was, the, the, way the moguls yeah. flowed out of it and but then I, my favorite thing was the quarter pipe yeah. the crazy dangerous gnarly you know quarter pipe and it, it was well <laughs> i mean that's that also is something i've noticed any skate park whatever the biggest obstacle is that's the mission I, it's it blows me away that could be the funnest bowl with the best transition and the best coping you've ever seen, but if there's one little extension on it, that's where everyone just they well, just yeah, skateboarding. The only time I, there, to, I just wanted to yeah, challenge myself and to hit that thing, because yeah. I guess that's when you leave the most fulfilled. Like I yeah. hit that big thing and did something yeah. on that big thing. The other yeah. stuff was like I know I can do this all day long, right? Yeah. I can ride small stuff and just do nice smooth buttery grinds and yeah. And you, you go know, to like. Uh, Back to like bronze side, like the deep end of his bowl is the shallow end of most bowls. For sure. But I get there, and if I was gonna roll, I'm gonna roll in on this. No way. That's the deep end. Like it's in my head. But you take that same bowl, you turn it around, and you add a deep end to it, and I'll probably roll right in. Yeah. Like I totally get what you're saying. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. What I mean, but I did like the piece side thing, is the little mogul bumps and the quarter pipe. I went for the biggest obstacle, but not as a straight push. I started no. by hitting the ones hitting the yeah. moguls getting a speed to hit the quarter pipe and then i pushed into the quarter pipe. i wanted yeah. to hit the big obstacle but i wanted to hit multiple obstacles yeah. first well yeah that was yeah you could you could start at the quarter pipe you could go down over the moguls you could ollie that little euro gap and then that long quarter pipe was big enough to pump or catch a grind and then get as much a big pump as you can and then push 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 and up that yeah i ultimately place. think one of the things as far as the public things we're talking about like things like pump tracks as an example um is they should they slope. should have beginnings and ends yeah. so that multiple people can go one after another and not crisscross from different directions start in the middle start like the one in san diego i love how it feels when no one's there but once four kids yeah. show up with their scooters and rollerblades and they they start in the corner while you're taking off at the beginning and they like they drop in from the corner and you're going like 45 miles an yeah. hour and they're going two yeah. and they have no clue and you come flying around the corner right at them. I mean, um, I look at it like if I would design a, my snake run, it goes back to my thinking of those 70s parks and remembering that concrete run, you know, concrete wave, had snake run, snake run, snake run. You, set, you, you started and then you finished. You had to get yeah. out. And if you wanted to go again, you had to go again. Yeah. Okay, well, there's a modern way of doing that, right? And you have a beginning that zigs around and when it ends, it's 20 feet from the beginning again and there's room for still people, if there is a right. bunch of people waiting in line to go, and if there's no one, you just fly right out of the end, and you yeah. just push two pushes, yeah. and you go straight back to the beginning. One, two pump bumps you know? right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But that's, yeah. you know, there's, there's ways to make the flow, but when they build something with built-in, can, can you know, forced collisions, yeah. it's like, man, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. 
you know. Um, well, that's there's a that's kind of a big trend right now. These pump tracks. We just got I, one in Inglewood too. Uh, in and I think I'm going there maybe tomorrow. Oh, it's real close go, to my house. Let me yeah, the, the concrete, the asphalt yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. They got two. They got a front, which is a crisscross. Yeah. Mellow, and they got a back that is like a steep, quick. Is it made for bikes? Well, I saw you on a bike try it. It didn't work out too good oh, okay. for him, but I think it is the, okay. the one. So in the I back. need to put a specific board together because I don't think I, I like to ride hard wheels. Yeah, no, right no, here, no, no, no. You know, so it's I need asphalt. to go like eighty-eight durometer yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's asphalt. Um, um, I like the flow of a pump track. Uh, I get why some people I know like Lance Mountain's a big anti-pump track guy, and you know, and I get he's one of my favorite well, designers. I could, I mean, if. Skate. If your neighborhood is either getting a pump track or a skate park, I'd always say skate park. Yeah, but like we have a skate park here in Costa yeah. Mesa, I'd be so stoked that the second thing they built was a pump track. Well, you build a pump track just, around it. That I could just grab. <laughs> well, and well, honestly, in the designs we have, if we get to go back to those at all, we had a pump track figured into yeah. um, into the design. You know, as, as amongst the other things, we had more street stuff, more bowls, another pool. You know, a pump track. I feel like, I mean, that's an easy addition around the border of any skate park yeah. if you have the room well, again it has that track right. philosophy yeah. if and the pump track is the outer track and then yeah. the, the middle has bowls yeah. and has different stuff yeah. I, uh, then a lot, like you got these pump tracks but they, I mean you can't you can't put a ledge in the pump track because then people are going to set up camp at the top of the one yeah. bump that's a hard thing you really have to look and see where people are going to start and do things like how many places have you been to a park where they have a great bowl but it's the only place the street guys can take off to hit their favorite yeah, obstacle. I've seen that. So or, you or have a bomber session because you don't want to be a dick to these kids because yeah. that's the only thing they like skating. But the only way they can start is by pushing right in front of you on the deck you're trying mm -hmm. to drop in the pool oh. from. And that's like, Jesus, people. Oh, why the, did you think about that? The Santa Clarita Park. Where it's oh, got I only went to that park. That was weird. That it's was got a center stage and it goes out like bicycle spokes with... with handrails and things down into the snake run so you could just be going around this flow section and kids just come flying down these stairs yeah i only went you. there once and i kind of remember that yeah. that, that place was pretty wacky and then you get all the way to the bottom of the snake run and this might be your ideal thing because you have to stop but i'm like and i have to climb stairs to go back well to yeah the, i mean i don't think it's an ideal yeah. thing to force people to stop i think it should be the ability to flow, like if yeah. we took the Etnies, that big open L wall thing that flows into a little half pipe thing, yeah. that I would have made three different runs. I would have made a big bowl. I would have made an actual half pipe snaky thing and some other stuff in the middle kid bowl yeah. with four foot decks in between. So when you're there on Saturday, there's a session going here, a session going here, a session going here. And when there's no one there, you drop in, go with a big mogul, carve the corner, you roll on the deck and then you roll in the other bowl. You, I mean, I would make it so you could function you could ride all three bowls as one yeah. if you're alone. You know Sounds what I mean? Good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, right. but, but, part. but they automatically segregate themselves when it gets crowded. You know, um, and when you when you force this big hole open, you know, whatever street course, street flow bowl, whatever they call it. Like, I guess yeah. it was started as the like the, the Vans Park, or like that. I love the Vans open bowl thing. The Horrible design for a public skate park. No, the the the. The new one, where the new combi is in the back one. Uh, behind the, what, yeah, are they, yeah. what the hell are they call it? I can't even think about that right it's now. It's their though. contest bowl. Oh. The contest bowl, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there was a name for it. It's Park Series, where they were yeah. calling them. Okay, I personally love that. Would never build that in a skate park. Because, again, it took up so many bowls connected and one, only one person yeah. can go at a time. That would be the skate park um, in most most. Uh, and, 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 again, that would be a horrible design for a skate park. Just one thing. Because it only has a capacity of one or two. You know what I mean? So right. I would segregate it with... with decks between it so you could roll in and out. I would have at least divide that into three. 
you know, and, and well, make it, it function as one. It forces some camaraderie. It forces some 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 type of uh, like park etiquette. A little bit, but again, it, it it they need a capacity of twenty, and it's supporting capacity of two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's there's no small bowl for anyone yeah. to learn in. So the yeah. kids learn on the edges of that. So they get in the way of the people doing dangerously high speed things and on big stuff so they can hit a little two foot quarter pipe on the yeah. side. You know, things like that. The danger. Right. Th- those are those are non compatible uses really. Yeah. You know, um, look at the collisions uh, at uh, Halloween in Burnside. I <laughs> mean such a fun place to see. But stay. again, Burnside, that to me is a whole different animal. That's that is DIY. That's gnar. You uh, no Built. even the craziest of mom who thinks she's like I'm the cool mom shouldn't be bringing her 8-year-old no. trying to learn how to skateboard no. to Burnside. You know, that's, that's where you go when you're already gnarly. But you know, just maybe we, we could tail this down with the the one thing about the DIY is you build one piece at a time. So you can you decide how flow. it's working and you decide you, what you do yeah, next. You, okay. Yeah, you're like, hey, we got this giant, you know, quarter pipe. We got a giant bank wall. We need to, we need to get to it. Let's yeah. build some things yeah, to yeah, get to it. Yeah, I guess you're saying you, then, you get to evaluate. Yeah. It's like, unfortunately, that doesn't happen yeah, now. It's a public like, skate park is built yeah. now. Done. Right, which goes back to you standing in your bowl over here saying, this is too tight. Yeah. You know, which, you know. What if you weren't there but that would, day? I, mean, I mean, but would it help to have a committee that went to 10 skate parks and sat with a skate park company and said, here's all things that are working and not. Can we try to work on this in future parks? I think so. Try not to collide. I mean, I feel like there's uh, enough. I feel like, yeah, if we could do that, because then there'd just be some constraints to their design yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh. Spawn Ranch is a great example. Yeah, like, hey, they just built Tustin. Hey, they we built just, Redondo like, Beach. Looking they at built, this going, well, that's a six-foot quarter pipe. Didn't we're, We shouldn't do, Right. We shouldn't do six foot quarter pipes. We should do ten foot. You know, our minimum should be ten foot. Why do we have all this flat bank? Like, how many tail slides are we doing on these flat banks? And when you look at from a building standpoint, you realize there wasn't less concrete. They still put a massive amount of concrete into the sixteen foot, twenty four foot wide bank that isn't being used. Right. Um, I mean, it's cool. I can go up and I ollie like a hip a little bit. Yeah. But I could have done that with, you know, put put your six feet there. You know, but anything that you're gonna play on shouldn't be six feet wide. I mean, even a decent mini ramp starts at eight feet wide, right? Like eight feet is like minimum. So what we're saying is we need a consortium of people to sit yeah. and talk with people. Let's, this let's, is right. let's this decide is who that is. Let's invite Lance Mountain. Yeah. Because Lance has his perspectives. He really and does. He's really is a wonderful to... designer and gets skateboarding really well. Yeah. Um, uh, your building is raw as it gets on the street. I'm just an opinionated old fuck who's yeah. been around long enough to have skated right. everything. So I, I think I understand flow. I mean. Um, you know, like I come here at Peace. I mean, I survived. I shouldn't have survived as a 60 year old guy there with all those young kids, but I did because I have enough yeah. knowledge of how things work between generations. And you know, I, I consider myself valid in yeah. that in that argument. You know, I, I I don't. I'm not selfish. I think it's about making it good for as many people as possible. That's right. Um, so uh, Jinx is a good one. I don't know how well you know Marty Jimenez, the old Vision Skateboard Pro, huh. a good friend of mine. He, oh, yeah. he was one of the ones who helped us design Costa Mesa. Oh, cool. Uh, very overall skateboarder rips vert ride street you know just but also has a deep understanding of the especially the whole uh, collision points and stuff like yeah. that that was a big issue you know schmidt's yeah. not a bad one to uh they've you know, uh can... i've noticed also to go to these they're doing these like curbs you know metal steel curbs but they're making like eight ten feet ten inches high it's like the world's like tallest curb ever like this is just a park for fun 
And like the only people that can slap these curbs are already slapped. Yeah, I used to ride those, those flat bars when yeah. they were like six or eight inches high. I would yeah. run them back in the day when they first yeah. came out. I would I would slide on a bar like that. But yeah. if I have to take a chance of eating shit just getting up onto it, yeah. Uh, I mean, give me, me try it. I'll, I'll go for six inches over eight. I mean, I just want to have fun. I just like I want to go to the skate park. Like if I want to really challenge myself, I'll just go do. Well, I guess the, the on cool the curbs, thing is, but the the the. the, the, the <laughs> The core of what we're saying is there's a missing link between what's getting designed and how it's working. That's right. And it's not being a, it's not being addressed. Yeah. Uh, and it needs to be addressed in a positive, supportive. Yeah. You can't go to a skate park, guys. We hate you. We want to tell you that yeah. you suck and because I, they don't want to suck. They want to, they want to do good stuff. They do. Yeah. You know, because yeah. then they get even more jobs if they're not yeah. as like, oh, these guys are awesome. Um, you know, and I think everyone has a little bit to learn. I think the grind, the grind lines, and the dream lines, and all that like that. They've done a lot of rad stuff. They've also yeah. done a lot of really bad stuff too. They just have, and you can yeah, not, not let them out from that. No. There's a lot of shit out there they've yeah. made. They're like, dude, whatever. Who the fuck could ride that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm grand, I'm grand. I'm hope I'm glad they were able to do that and had fun doing it, and we're given that pass. But, well, it's good. I mean, you get to explore. You get to explore whether yeah. the depths. Uh, but we're past. We're past exploring what skate parks can be. We we've well, seen. Because, you know, is it like Haley, Idaho, that has like a 17-foot vert park? That oh, yeah. Like, well, you there's, know, yeah, there's a then, few bowls that are 15 and 16-foot yeah. deep. It's like, what the, f- like, what the hell right, is so that? We, you know? That was an experiment. And then we have like these just plazas that don't even have quarter pipes to return you. Like you get your board slide and then you just stop and yeah, no, turn around. That, like, that. I've been to a few of those parks. Yeah. And, like, and so one, we, we kind of have around. both. We have extremes, both scenarios. How do we bring these together? Well, we're at the point where we do understand one thing we touched upon earlier is that is when a city builds a skate park, no matter how much we wish they'd go back and review it, add to it, modify it, most are never going to. No. They think we just accomplished the goal. The skateboarders are shutting down. We've been, we built a skate park for them. Uh, I mean, we went to Irvine, and they were having this place called the, the Great Park. That's like supposed to rival New York Central Park. They built like forty-two fields out there for soccer, little mini baseball stadiums, and football. And we're like, we we want to get a skate park in here. The mayor said. Oh, well, we had one on the plans, but we took it off because we have another park in the city and, no, and people don't really use it. And I go, because it sucks. Yeah. I go, all the parks around here, do you realize that Etney's five miles away is used all the time? And Lake Fort, and all these, you know, Laguna Hills. Look I go, that. but your park's horrible. You know, because, because they, they don't even but, know. They're just but like, they no don't one know wants to use because it. it was just one of those early built parks yeah. that's just boring as sin, nothing yeah. fun, no reason to go back there ever again. And uh, and so they threw the whole idea of putting a skate park into a park that they probably spent two hundred and fifty million dollars building, Jeez. and skate parks is yeah. left out of it because I, we got in there too late. We were at the last minute. We we're allowing the last minute. There are a lot of unused soccer fields yeah. and baseball diamonds, and, and they cost more to maintain. Oh, you got to bring your than, yeah, get than, your gardener out there every week with his riding lawnmower, and then uh, here comes the season. Yeah, and if they put yeah. a skate park in there, I mean, literally, I, I'm proud of like I said, the most involved I was ever involved in was the Costa Mesa, the Volcom Park, uh, and it has been the most used facility in the city since the day it opened. I don't think yeah. there's one recreation facility that gets used more. No, in the morning, they open the gates to the when they lock it every yeah. night. They they have to ask people to leave. There are people waiting when they open it. Yeah, um, I've jumped, I've and, driven down for it more yeah, than one time. And I've so. driven by all the tennis courts, racquetball courts, and seen sit empty for hours on end. Baseball fields, yeah. you know. And again, I I'm the last guy who's ever going to say take tear baseball fields out right that line. I played baseball as a kid. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, but you got to got to balance it. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just saying when you see a just a desolate. It's just grass at this point. It's not used. I mean, the the little league teams are gone, or the the soccer teams have moved on. Yeah. Just, so so okay. Just, so let's let's end this though with yeah. the fact that we have a goal, right? And our goal is 
that uh, we want to try to cities won't be able to, to do it so to, it's to, be to help the skate park builders do something better by somehow positively positively evaluating what they've done and helping them make better yeah. you know um, and then the second thing I'd like to talk about is your urban skate project this is something that it's gonna be a long time before every city has a skate park and it could be never before every city has a skate park that's, that's functional sure. right yeah. so uh, so you're gonna keep building DIY spots so sure. you and other people can enjoy them uh, the urban skate project is a nonprofit should be. It, it should um, be okay yeah. you want to make it one yeah. at some point but right now it's a, it's a solo thing just for for yeah. building thing. what is your ultimate goal uh, well, to make that a nonprofit would be amazing just uh, because that way, if the tides ever were to turn and there's a chance to save a spot that is now going to be gone, for example, the South So for Pasadena. advocacy, you think would be the best thing yeah. to go and, and then, step in and say, hey, the Urban yeah, Skate Project is we, here too. You know, uh, I'm able to build because donations, like people get excited and they'll mm -hmm. donate. And um, so if it's <laughs> a nonprofit, <laughs> Still there. Oh, he loves motorcycles. If there was a nonprofit going on, then maybe the donations might increase a little bit, and then true, true. You know, I'm always yeah, that's part of the reason I asked because if it could be a nonprofit, there's there are people, you know, and there's there's a few that'll come through a little surf skate culture. Even some guys I know that made millions of dollars and they're good people, and you know, if they had a place to quiet quietly drop five grand here and there, you know, um, you know that would and it could help get some more bags of concrete built somewhere. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I don't think the Tony Hawk Foundation or whatever work with Clayton Grawl, but they might work with the well, Urban Skate Project. It's you know? possible in the bottom lines they have their their yeah, main yeah. let's face it, their main agenda was to keep Tony Hawk's name strong in skateboarding so that you know he sold everything, video games, so on and so forth. And he's he's fortunate that he's been able to do well enough to, to give back. Tony yeah. is a good kid. I've known him since he's like Ten years old, eight years old, maybe whatever that. It came from a good family. Um, he does care a lot about skateboarding, and he right. he does give back more than he needs to, right? Sure. He, he could choose not to, but he does. So I give Tony Hawk yeah. ultimate props. But yeah, but the nature of his organization is really to help give some of that back to stuff that's already happening. Uh, not so much of an advocacy group, because you know, then they have yeah. to have a whole staff. I'd hope at some point somebody would be. Yeah. Um, well, I just threw that out. I was like, people, I name people know, obviously. Yeah, like, no. hey, you know, like, I don't, you know, I don't. Lots of respect. So, so what's your final advice before we, we sign off? Because we did talk longer than we thought. We've been like an yeah, hour and sure. a half here. Uh, um, for DIY guys, give people some DIY advice, say, from the king of DIY. Because I'm declaring <laughs> you the king of, the king of DIY. Um, uh, inspire someone, yeah, someone. Mark Red declared me the DIY advocate. Did he say? Okay, <laughs> yes, he good. called me well, the advocate. But uh, yeah, I get lots of different little titles. Um, I mean, you just you got to do it. You can't. You just you got to. If start. you want to do it, just do it. Yeah, you got to start. Uh, definitely. For the most part, asking permission is still not a thing that works. Mm -hmm. So you got to build it and then hope they forgive you or they just don't notice. <laughs> so be wise. Uh, yeah. Find be a wise. spot. Find a spot that gives You're you looking, the much room, as much yeah, space yeah. as you can. You're looking for a spot in a city. Follow, follow people uh, that are doing very Bad seedy things, things yeah. back yeah. to their layers. And, Hopefully not in the middle of game yeah. violence. Possibly yeah. leave that alone. Well, but, you know. that viaduct's right there. On yeah, the, it's that's uh, that's questionable right now. But yeah. it's it's working out. It's got gang and homeless. It's a trippy little spot. Yeah. But no shade. You definitely yeah. want shade. Shade is life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get you know. Uh, get your crew together. It helps. It's really hard to do it by yourself, even though we call it DIY. It helps to have a couple friends, with trucks and tools, um, but you don't need too much. 
bag of concrete costs about five dollars so you could start by just mixing one of those up and making a curb have a little ramp onto it yeah do you have do you have any do you do stuff on your uh like instagram page where do you teach people how to properly do any of this stuff mix it or anything like that or uh well the the skate diy instagram um there was a hashtag going for a long time called build diy tips okay and that's got everything from how to build curbs to how to trowel concrete yeah there's probably a lot of guys real passionate but they don't know i don't know how to mix concrete i don't know how to trowel concrete teach me so uh and I haven't really done a lot of those because after a while you just feel like you're preaching to the like I'm just saying the yeah, same no, things over and over. Well, so guess, but that, that's like a that's something you hope is a reference, like what we hope for the skate park guys. They become a reference. Like we reference these things because someone educated us, but you want it to last the test of time yeah. because it's about the, the the proven things that work and don't work to carry on. You don't need to do it ten times. Yeah, just need to do have that foundation. If you have troweling, mixing, blah blah, and it's out there right. to guide people to. Uh, so you don't have to teach every new person a new thing. Say, go here. Maybe I need to take yeah. some of these and put them on my urbanscapeproject.com because Instagram is like a river. Well, it keeps flowing. Yeah, yeah. and if you miss it. that was a year ago, yeah, I missed it. it's gone, it. and it's, they don't make it or, easy or to search. the highlights things on yeah. your Instagram page? You the could hi- put highlights yeah. for traveling, mixing, you know, yeah. stuff like that. That might be a bad place to educate yeah. people, so. Because, yeah, I've, I've been embracing the highlights for different things. Like all these spots that I've built... Before I was just kind of posting them on the Urban Skate Project, and again, it just yeah. after the it's hard. two it's days good. go by, nobody's nobody looks. So I've got the highlights. I'm like, wow, I got a lot of highlights up here. Actually, there's like Long Beach and Burbank and Los Angeles. I don't even name it by spot anymore. It's like area. What area is this? So well, um, whatever. Bottom line, I hope yeah. by our conversation, I spark some thought in your head. Uh, you definitely spark some thought in mine. Yeah. Hopefully, we can keep that talk going and. Uh, Keep the, uh, inspire people listening to go out and build something on their own but yeah. also uh, build what you want to skate to is, use yeah yeah and you know if you, you property owner get in there you know you can always tear it out just mess around um, and then let's figure out how to get these skate parks a little a little just a little better we got a lot functional. of skate parks let's, yeah. let's work and, on but the thing is cities don't build a second one so everyone that gets built not good you're going to be wishing it was good right. from the start for decades to come. Yeah, uh, like 10 years of trying to get a skate park turns into a crap park, and that's the end of it. Yeah, and the city just says, oh, well, we got a park, and, and there, there went our hope. That's the heartbreaker. Yeah. You know, all these advocates out there who are fighting for these parks, and then they get the park. And, and it's, it's average at best. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I hear that. All right, well, all right. we're going to sign off for now. Um, thank again, Clayton, for coming in. Uh, check out his uh, Instagram pages. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, at Clayton Grawl is me, and uh, at the Urban Skate Project is kind of the project log, everything. And then if you just want to see a bunch of DIY hype, check out the Skate DIY Instagram. I like that. And for all you guys out there that do DIY, I love you because I've everywhere I go, I was in Ohio last year, I skate DIY stuff. I, I love the stuff that gets built. It's fun, yeah. uh, and it is appreciated. It helps a lot of people have a good place to skate. So everybody, enjoy your day, your night, your weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and we love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Show that Jim Gray show that was the
Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was, like, super hot. And then I, um, dropped it, and now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.